0: know, you know that, hopefully you know that because you clicked on Cincy Brewcast because this is your favorite craft beer podcast in the world. Uh, it seems like whenever I do a podcast at a live event, there's always a DJ within like 20 feet of where I'm sitting. So if, if you can't hear me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it'll be all right, though. Um, I think that um, when it's all said and done, well, a DJ and airplanes is zooming by too in the background, but hopefully it'll all work out. Um, we are, uh, as you can tell by the airplanes and the chaos, at Hops in the Hangar 2019. So I came here last year, didn't do a podcast though, but immediately after I left the event, I knew that I needed to do a podcast from this this year because it's such a cool festival, such cool, just a, just an event there. Um, I guess I should introduce you guys, you guys before I dig too far into this. Uh, Josh and Megan... Um, You guys have been on the show a couple times. Yes. Rolling Mill, who I just left before coming here. I'm sure I'll dig into my uh, uh, afternoon of excitement, my whole day of excitement today here in uh, in Middletown. But um, hops in the hangar is this crazy like uh, beer festival meets air show meets. I don't know. It's kind of a, a party. Like this is such a such a neat event. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I said that I keep thinking that like there's nothing else that people can do to uh, to be creative with stuff like this. Like it just kind of it's all been done, and and you're just kind of just, yeah, you're just gonna be doing another uh, another just normal festival, and and yet then things like this happen. You're like, oh my god, nobody thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: definitely a one of a kind event.
0: Um, So, it's it's a beer festival at an airport. During the beer festival, there's airplanes flying around. There's people skydiving, air shows, all kinds of stuff. It's just... It's such such a fun time. So, if you're not here this year, um, pay attention and come next year. Um, You guys are here, though. So, let's talk about Rolling Mill. Um, Definitely Cincinnati's only gluten-free brewery.
2: Ohio. Definitely Ohio's only
0: gluten-free brewery. And... uh, Regionally, you've got to be the only one. Mm. Uh, nationwide, there's what you said, twelve well, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I like, get that, that. We're sitting right next to the uh, truly spiked hard seltzer <laughs> booth, and I, I, don't know if the, the, the popularity of okay. this weird hard seltzer thing is because of the lack of gluten, or if it's like some other bigger health thing that thing. people think they're getting. For I, I don't I, know. I think I don't it's know a mixed why. bag. Yeah. I don't know why it's this popular as yeah. as, but.
1: I think it's a marketing on the other people's part.
0: But I feel like you guys are kind of part of some of that world, too. Like, whether or not you want to market it that way yeah. is a whole different thing. Yeah. But, um, we live in a world right now where it's prime for a gluten-free brewery yeah. to, to exist. And, yes. Um, here
3: you guys are in, right.
0: in Middletown, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes. what
3: you would say probably, you know, um, when you look at the people that are really focused towards going gluten-free, if you want to look at it through the demographics or whatever, you know, there's there are other areas or neighborhoods or places in the greater Cincinnati area that would be greater consumers of the beer that we make right Um, and that's not to say that people in Middletown don't consume it but for us you know that's that's just one factor of you know who we are and this is where we are from and where our brewery is so you know we obviously want to target that gluten-free market for sure uh, we're also working on expanding outside of that, and you know whether it's changing new new beers, you know fine-tuning recipes, targeting people that live right in this area and the, the kind of beer that they want, you right? Know? And so we, that's a big part of what we're doing too.
0: Um, if people want to kind of hear some of the backstory that you guys, you know, why why you exist, and why why the gluten-free thing, um, volume three, episode twenty-two was the first time we sat down with you guys. Volume four, episode sixteen, we got to kind of drink some of the beer that time because the first time yes. you guys didn't have any beer yet um, so um, you can kind of get some of the, 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 the bigger picture of who you guys are but um, you guys are year and a half into it is that so, um, okay. it'll be two, two years two. in December so yeah yeah year and a half almost exactly um, so how have things changed since then How how is kind of that vision of, of who you are or has it or has it been like kind of Shifted and kind of focused in a in, in a different way.
1: I think we've always stayed true to what we started out when to be and do. Um, I don't really feel like we've changed who we are, or what our mission is, just because we've been open longer right. or conform to what we think other people may want us to be or do.
3: Yeah, I, and I would add to that, um, and I agree with Megan. We we haven't changed, you know, whether it's it, it's the in our goal, you know uh to, to do something great in middletown or to make a beer that is world class that happens to be gluten free those things are also the same thing say have stayed the same something that has come more into focus for us is kind of our identity whether it is is what our mission looks like or our brewery or, or how we fit into middletown or how we fit into the, the craft beer world that has that has started to develop more than it did in the beginning in the beginning we had all the you know we're starting to focus like hey Um, you know we want to be identified this way you know whether it's um, what our branding looks like what we're really trying to promote um, you know whether it's local family owned I mean we're um, something that I didn't think a whole lot about in the beginning but I've thought a lot about since then is that you know we're you know we're made you know we're, we're beer that's made in America that's brewed in Middletown you know that's something that's kind of near and dear to who we are um we're we're traditional and and what that looks like and whether it's the the shirts that we make or the names of our beers that that's really kind of kind become more of a, a focal point for us um some of our beliefs you know for example you know come out in some of some of the beers we've made you know annie federalist for example um you know thomas jefferson was uh if i had to have a a favorite president you know i I don't know that it would have been him as from a presidential (laughs) standpoint (laughs) but in terms of philosophy and his his views and things on government uh, you know i I think well people should probably understand you know that that that's something where we come from and there's a cool story there you know um those people at that time had a a concern about over centralization of power you know and it was it was a legitimate concern you know and that's so, you know, there's a story behind that beer and why right. we name, you know, and there's a lot tied back to us there. Uh, you, you take like Ingot or Open Hearth. I mean, Middletown's a steel town, you know, has been for over 100 years. There was a lot of technology and things developed here. And there's a lot of things and stories that people don't know, really cool stories. So, no pun intended, we're trying to kind of tap into that. And it, and it ties right in with American culture, you know whether it's working class whether it's independence or whatever it is you know there's a lot of ways i think we can identify with people all across the spectrum with who we are
0: it's a it's a fun time for me to watch like a, a brewery as they're growing up you know it's yes. when, when a place opens up it's they've you know there's there's these ideas that are always there but then it's after it kind of gets rolling, and then you kind of—and I don't know—that get comfortable is the right word. But once you kind of settle into to that the the, the the day-to-day stuff, right? Then you can kind of start to dig in and really like analyze who you are as a brewery and right. how that fits into the people that are coming in. because Now you know the people that Lord. are coming in, and I, and figuring that out. Like it's it's a fun time to watch as a place grows up. I guess. Right. Uh, it's it's got to be kind of tough as. You know, not just that you're in, in Middletown, but again, that you are a gluten-free brewery yes. in Middletown and finding that balance between those two sides. And, and not that there's two sides to that personality, but from yeah. the consumer's perspective, you, you hear gluten-free and you think something like this truly hard seltzer. Yeah. Like that's that's where your brain goes. And you think OTR or Oakley right. or like these, yeah. this, this yuppie kind of crowd. That's not Middletown. <laughs> no, that is not. No, and it's not, it's you know. Like, I think there's seven yuppies in Middletown maybe yeah. right now. Yeah, maybe might
3: be eight maybe. <laughs> well, and that's just it and it's like we don't want to leave Middletown out. You know, there's a lot of people that love beer right. in the Middletown area. And so when we really look at it like identifying those people like, "Hey, listen, we're going to make beer that's for you too and we have a story that applies to you too as well because after all, you know, there's a you know, and I've talked about this before on the show I catch y'all all the time, you know, a lot of guys or people on the outside hear gluten free. They think yuppie. They think right. you know trend. They think things like that. No, that's not for me. And so there's definitely been a focus on. No, it, w- we need to make beers and products and stories that apply to people outside of that spectrum too. Because by nature, you know, we, we've got something. We make something that nobody else can. That applies right. to that quote. If you want to say yuppie I group just, or I think trendy. Our whole idea was
1: though, like from the start was to brew good beer that just happens to, to be, be gluten
0: Right. Right. It's it's hard because and I, I'm guilty of it too. Like when I talk about what you guys are doing, I talk about the the fact that you're gluten free. Like that's yeah. such mm-hmm. a that's such a big part of who we are. Who you are that it's that's hard, why we got started. It's hard not to lead with that, yes. and yeah. yet I think that puts you kind of already kind of trying to, to live up to some kind of image that people then get. And, Like that's right. that's, that's a hard thing to kind of yes, figure out from yes, it is. from our perspective and I'm, I, I, I guess yours. It's um right it's tough. Right. Um, I think you guys are doing a, a very good job so far of finding that way to uh, to push the things that need pushed and to say, yeah, well, yeah, we we, we are gluten free and, and and own that too and not you know not ignore it. But you know, it's, it's
3: I mean, it's you know, there's some beers and things that we probably aren't going to be able to do that well. Um, there are some of the beers that we're making currently that you know, if you were to ask me. You know my personal thoughts and things. I know that they have got to be fine-tuned to get them where we want them to be. Not that there's anything wrong, but to take them to that next level and bump them over the edge to make them say, "Wow, that's not just good for gluten-free, but man, that's a that's a great pilsner." Right. You know, and I I think any brewer will tell you, you start out with something. There's years in the fine-tuning and studying and saying, "Okay, we need to to tweak a little bit here, adjust a little bit there." And, you know, a year and a half in, that's where we're at right now. If I could just be candid about it, you know.
0: Well, and, and if people are listening to this not timely, this is the fall. We're getting ready to head into Oktoberfest. I didn't get to try your Oktoberfest last year. Yeah. I'm really, really curious about because that is yeah. one of those styles that, to me, it's all about the malt. Yes. It's, 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 yes. It's, so I, I'm curious to see how kind of that
3: translates to a gluten Well, you know, I'll... You know, I'll put us out there a little bit. To say, you know, we we ran the trial last year. That was a, the first time on that batch. Right. Uh, there were some adjustments going to be made. Same beer, same specs, but there are some definite things that we work with. You know, our malt source on. You know, whether it's yeast and water profile that we're going to really do some adjusting on to drive that maltiness. Um, that that the beer last year it had it. It was a one time for us. We and we went through it quickly. It sold well. I would say if you had to ask me, it was it was pretty good. Uh, it was not where exactly where we wanted it to be. When, it, when I, we put an Oktoberfest opt- out, we wanted to be just that. We wanted to be an Oktoberfest that matches that style, uh, to to the te- you know something that came out of Munich. Right. And it, that, that's that's just me, you know, being candid about like you say, you know, getting to where you say, wow, this is. Gosh, that is malt forward. That, that That's great. That's a great beer. It's right. clean, but malt forward, you know. Well, yeah. you
1: can try it. We'll be releasing it the first weekend in October during Mill Fest, our big October Fest yeah. that we have there at the brewery. That's yeah. you why
3: want, you want to tell them about uh, Run the Mill.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll be doing, for the first time this year, and we plan to do it every year at Mill Fest, we're doing a 10K run and a half. Yeah. Um, and that is being – done with Burning Endurance, another local middle. Burning Endurance, that
0: sounds terrible.
1: Yes, that's what I've I've asked them, I'm like, I'm not a runner, but, yeah. No, I think it'll be really good, we'll have t-shirts, goodie bags, we'll have uh, hopefully a handful of good sponsors.
0: Um, I I assume you guys are as welcoming to those of us who just want to sit in the tap room and cheer for the people that are running and things like that. Absolutely. So the
1: race starts before the actual Millfest does, so... Yeah. We'll start with that in the morning, and then it'll go straight into Millfest. Live music, food, pumpkin right. painting—very kid-friendly.
2: Yeah,
3: we're gonna. And I think we're gonna kind of increase Live last music. year. We went through all of the pumpkins we gave away last year. We—I I don't forget what the number was. We had like a hundred or something. Oh, it was more than that. Yeah, it was a couple hundred pumpkins. We get you know, we gave them all away. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex and Kaylee Bruins with burning—or I'm sorry, Kenzie. Sorry, I misspoke. With burning <laughs> endurance. Um, they've been great with us. They actually live here in town. They're they're big runners. They're big into that scene. While at the same time, they love craft beer. Right. I mean, that's that's their thing, you know. And there's a whole there's a whole market right there you that I didn't cancel realize. It out somehow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that really existed. You know? I choose not to eat food anymore. I just drink. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: tastes better.
3: Yeah, balance it out. Yeah, but yeah, that's, a, that's uh, we're excited about that. And That's something we really want to push and drive people downtown try, trying our beers right. out and things like that.
0: Well, I did spend an entire day today, downtown Middletown, kind of hopping. Around. Well, we, we ventured over to Monroe a little bit. I didn't say too much when I was on the bus, but we did Rivertown, which is in Monroe. But um, we spent our day kind of hopping around to different places in Middletown, and there is a lot going on. I, and I feel like that's something that I tell you guys every time. I see yes. like, there's, there's so much going on down here. There really is. Like it's, yeah. it's You can see that shift and that change happening. It's happening yeah. And it may not be as quick as some other parts of town seem like they are, right. but there is change happening. And there is something that, um, as a business that has invested in that downtown area, it's it's got to be exciting to see that. It really is,
2: yeah.
0: It is. I, um, the, uh... The place right across the little street from you guys there that that, that house that's like a bed and breakfast and stuff now yeah, like i cornerstone manor um, yeah like i i've watched that place for years trying to sell and trying to get somebody to come in there and do something with it and then they came in and did this and the squires right next to that and, like there's just such neat stuff happening right
3: there it's well nice. and this is an old bs aside, we've talked about you know real grassroots stuff these people that are doing this these people are from middletown you know if we want to throw the squire out there you know john Langhorn. i mean i I graduated with his son. We went to college together. They're Middletown people, you know. They they moved back here because they wanted to be invested, you know, so he he did what he's doing. Uh, same thing with uh, Susie there at um, Cornerstone, you know, same story. So it's, you know, if you want to get into authenticity, which we talk a lot about as people, that we have that, you know, and we can promote that, talk about it, you know. It's mm-hmm. not just a, a catchy line or a marketing slogan. I mean, it right. really is, so...
0: Uh, if there is something that you feel like people don't know about Rolling Mill that you want them to know, what is that?
1: I think just try it. All right. Let us know your honest opinion. You Josh and I, and I are both, both very, uh, first of all, always open to new ideas, feedback. And honestly, that that really makes it. I especially am there a lot of the times like when nobody else is working. Right. So it is very nice to hear from people like, hey, you're doing great. This is amazing. We're so glad mm-hmm. you're here. Right. That, that it, it goes a long way.
2: Right.
0: Right. Um, um, I, I, I definitely think that if people give it that chance and put themselves out there and approach it from the right place and, and come at it, as a, a new experience, and don't yeah. come into it expecting this or expecting that. Like it's it's something very special, and something that I think. Uh,
1: uh, we've uh, had people sitting there literally drinking the beer and not even know it's gluten free. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, we'll take that. That's a huge compliment to us.
3: Exactly. Um, I, I don't know if if, if you had asked me, I mean, I, I, I would I would like to think we've done a good job of being known or who we are. Um, we, you know, we want to be a. Uh, a regional brewery in the market that's sustainable over the long run and doing good things uh we always want to stay local we always want to stay family owned i mean we you know rolling mill is made up of uh you know megan and i are the co-founders but there are other uh family members that have bought in as well since then and that's that's who we are we've got lifelong family friends that work for us and that's who we are you know that's just you know good or bad right um and I, I, I think most people know that and understand that about us, and we're going to do the best we can with the resources we have to, to make that beer that we say we want to make and get it out there the way we want to. And, it, you know, it just takes time, um, the distribution and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, and we're, we're going to sit
0: down with you guys in the near future, I think, yep. and, uh, and and kind of really dig in a little deeper about that stuff. So. Right, absolutely. Um, there's, it's going to be... Um, the next year or two are gonna be exciting for you guys, I think, and uh, exciting for how you can you can stretch out a little bit and grow into this thing a little better. So. Yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Well,
0: thank you guys. All right, thank I would you. I would thank tell you. you to go grab a beer because yeah. there's a couple that I tried that were great. But we'll, we'll just go back sorry, to our booth. Still
2: delicious
0: gluten, gluten, <laughs> gluten, everywhere. <laughs>
2: thank you.
0: Thank you guys. All right, thank you. Thank you. Something I didn't even anticipate coming into Hops in the Hangar this year was that it's Oktoberfest season, so 100% of the beer that I've had today is Oktoberfest beer. Um, so since I skipped this at the beginning of the show, we'll go ahead and we'll do it.
2: From the beer fridge.
0: You know how it goes. My favorite segment um, I've had three different Oktoberfest beers, and they're all pretty freaking delicious. So uh, I started off the day with um, Nostalgia's Oktoberfest, which I'm sure has a different name than just Oktoberfest, but maybe not. Um, Hopefully, I'm going to get Sean from Nostalgia on the show here in a little bit so he can answer that for us. But um, I had that first. Awesome follow that up with Fat Heads which if you guys have ever had anything from Fat Heads you know that Fat Heads is incredible so of course they I think it's called G suffa maybe um, They're Oktoberfest awesome and then right now I'm sipping on the uh, the latest from Sonder their uh settlers maybe I think is what it's called um, it's uh, again awesome it's falls more in line on the the fest beer side of things so it's easy drinking uh, zippy is what I like to call it. It's got that uh, that nice kind of light, crisp body to it, but it, um, it finishes it up with uh, just a little bit of sweetness at the end, so it makes it really great to pair with food, which uh, I'm going to go grab me some barbecue in a little bit, I think, or Stellar Street Eats. Um, but it's definitely full-on Octoberfest season right now, I've talked to a couple other places. Theirs are coming along and um, have been eyeing up a couple other ones. Maybe I'll just make it fully an Oktoberfest night. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So, um, Hops in the Hangar has shifted a little bit this year and is a little more locally focused than it was last year. Excuse me, which, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm always about a... uh, a more locally focused beer festival so I'll go ahead and I'll read off who all is here so that you know the kind of stuff that we're sipping on 13 Below 16 Lots Brouch, Deschutes Dogberry Fatheads 50 West Figley Funkworks Heavier Than Air Grainworks Great Lakes Lock 27 Mad Tree March 1st Mount Carmel Municipal Nostalgia Oddside Old Nation Platform Rivertown Rolling Mill Sam Adams Shorts Street Streetside Swine City Tafts The Common and Warped Wing like it's there's a lot of different breweries here, and like I said, uh, I would say 90% of them are local breweries, so really fun time. So if you are listening to this and you're not currently one of the supporters, the Gnomies as I like to call them, um, of TheGnarlyGnome.com or Sensi Brewcast or Drinking with the Gnome um, on uh, Patreon you might've missed the live broadcast that I did. If you are a supporter, you get access to that live broadcast whenever you want. I put a little like video thing up on um, the Patreon page, which if you do want to support, you can go to www.patreon.com slash the Gnarly Gnome. And you can support all of this stuff that I do, all of the stuff that I want to do and will hopefully do at some point. Um, There's so many things in the works, but um, the live show, it's called The Weekly Pint. Um, I made special little theme music and everything for it. It's really freaking cool. Um, But if you uh, listened to that last week, I talked a lot about uh, this platform buyout thing that happened here in Cincinnati. So if that interests you, (laughs) I don't know that we're going to dig into it today, but you can well no you I mean you can't just jump on and listen to it because, um, because it was live. So, um, but if you are interested in that, you can support the page and you can pull it up just whenever you want. Um, we are gonna snag somebody else here. Start talking for me, somebody. Keep,
4: I can't, talk, keep I, talking. I can't hear my. Oh, there we go. I can hear myself now.
0: Sean, you talk.
5: I hear myself when I was talking to myself there we go. anyway, so.
0: Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell people who you are, what you do, and why you're here.
5: Well, I'm Sean Willingham, the head brewer of Municipal Brew Works. Uh, we're here to drink beer and watch planes fly.
0: <laughs> I think there's currently some kind of <laughs> skydiving going on, if I heard right.
5: Uh, there are. I think so there's some in
4: there. Some crazies jumping out of the plane. I'm John Pfeffer, uh, system brewer, at Municipal Brew Works. I do everything that Sean tells me to do. <laughs>
5: <laughs> all of the stuff that isn't as fun. Yeah. It's really um, it's really nice to watch him work. Actually, it makes me.
4: Uh, I'm the best at washing kegs and squeegeeing floors.
5: <laughs> and it and makes that, me giggle. So it, it's all good.
0: <laughs>
4: I look good in rubber boots. <laughs> That's
5: very important.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so. What are you guys pouring tonight? You have Waltermelon Scout. Yeah, we, and we have water, we, one we, more there. We have
5: Waltermelon is our our watermelon blonde. And we have Free City, which Free is our City. Amber. And then Scout our IPA that's pretty well our flagship. Uh, when
0: did it become the flagship? How quick after it went on tap? Because pretty quick.
5: Pretty it, quick.
4: It was uh, it's true to the style West Coast IPA and uh, it just took off. People really loved it.
0: We had still th- drink West Coast IPAs. <laughs> I gotta hope they do. Crazy,
5: right? <laughs> but, we, we make that beer a lot, so yeah. We, we had
4: a at once it took off, it we had a hard time keeping up with production on it. So I mean, we're. And then when we
5: once we canned it, I mean, man, we can't. That, that was that, the that first canning was a one time thing for right now, but it's. It's gone. It's yeah. like ASAPs. In demand again. Everybody's staring at the sky. This is so weird right now. <laughs> this is the greatest thing well, in the world. All, We're gonna take we see the sky, Look, I thought Punch Out was, was awesome. Here. This right here is amazing.
0: It just it blows me away how, how are people are still able to come up with things that change this whole idea of what a beer festival is or what a beer festival can right? be. This guess, is amazing. Um except I'm sitting next to the hard seltzer, which just I can just feel it like staring at me and like is breathing a, down my neck. Is that
5: a truly in That's your hand? A, that
0: is not in my hand. <laughs> I don't. It's, here's here's the problem. Keep
5: looking into the.
0: <laughs> I don't mind hard seltzer. In the right situation, it doesn't taste bad. Like it's not gross. I don't mind it at all. But I just don't. I don't get it.
5: <laughs> right. Neither do we. Actually, uh, we but either. you know, hey.
0: also joining us, Sean White not from Little Fish, from Nostalgia. (laughs) Lean into your microphone there and say something so I can see if I've got this potted up right. That's happened a couple of times already. (laughs) It's been fun. Um. So, I have had one of your beers already. I had the Oktoberfest. Does it have a clever name or is it just Oktoberfest? The Hunt for Red Oktoberfest.
4: <laughs> there Outstanding. <it> is. Outstanding.
0: <laughs> and you're also pouring some kind of a Saison. Three-hour ginger. tour. It has some ginger <laughs> in it. So... Yeah, yeah. So if anybody has oh my god, this,
5: I thought we were clever, but it <laughs> has good. been
0: up to nostalgia, it really like that the name kind of says it all. Like it's got just all these clever little references to things that just are nostalgic things. Uh, the 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 flight boards are made out of Tinker Toys, and like it's, oh, that's just, amazing, just, it's man. amazing. That's
6: awesome. Yeah, I, I brought one today, and someone someone asked me if they could take it home with them
0: today, and I was like, well, I mean. <laughs> 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 maybe I have, have a few more beers <laughs> it's, you could make one yourself it's Tinker Toys <laughs> um, it's amazing let's, let's start with Municipal because I want to dig in a little bit more we kind of hinted on the fact at Punch Out that you guys are currently in the hunt for a uh, production space
5: we are uh, uh, we're currently still looking at a couple different locations trying to get things nailed down price point wise um, we got several offer, several quotes for equipment. We're just trying to make sure we do this correctly. Like we always do, we take a long time to get things done, but we try to do
0: everything well, I mean, correctly. It's, it's Hamilton, so it, everything has to
5: move a little slower.
0: Hey, we're in the 1980s right now, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: if
5: you listen to any Hugh Lewis, "Hipto Be Square" is perfect for us. I'm just saying. That's our theme song. That's our theme song. <laughs> now, Salchich
0: <laughs> <on us>, but... <laughs> I've also, like, every article that I've read about this kind of hunt for production space has just called it a production space. No right tap room. Right. No, no growth on that side. Oh, but eight. you kind of hinted that nothing was off the table.
5: Nothing's off the table, yeah. So if we have a uh, location that speaks to us, you know, we'll have an uh, you know, event center or tap room or wintertime tap room or whatever, right? So it's no... No, uh, I didn't even think about the event side of
0: things. That is something right. that you guys can't do at all right now. Right.
5: So we're seasonal. We're kind of a seasonal brewery, right? So I mean, we have this huge patio, very small tap room, and we're busy as all get out right now. So if somebody
0: wants to have an event, you have to sell them Dora cups and tell them to go to the park. No,
5: I wish. I, I can't I mean, do I'm, that either. You'd be
4: surprised. We've had quite a few uh, uh, wedding receptions and rehearsal dinner we had there. a couple weddings there. A couple weddings, so... Uh, which is amazing. There's play. definitely a demand for people doing right. stuff, important stuff in their life right. at breweries. So uh, that's definitely on the table for us to look we're at on our next...
5: Again, we're just trying to figure out what we're going to do. And, and there's a lot of things, a lot of balls in the air If you
0: per se. Right. On the beer side, um, I've been drinking a lot of Oktoberfest today. Uh, I assume you guys have one that's going to be tapped in the very near future. Very near future. July just ended. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oktoberfest season. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Just I don't didn't. care. I don't care. I can smell fall coming. It is October <laughs> I don't October think Sam weekend. Adams is out yet. Uh, I think it is. Um, I think sure. I saw it the other day. Uh, I'm oh, sure it is. Yeah. So, that's okay. all I've had today, actually, it's nice. October <laughs> fest years. Nice. I have not had anything that's not an October fest. Uh, You're we'll be, in heaven. I, I might just try to keep it that way for the rest <laughs> of the day.
5: We'll be brewing that very, very uh, soon. You know, i, 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 I uh, Yeah, so, Walter Mellon's almost out, but, Personally, it's just me. Is it just me? That Oktoberfest should be out in September. No. Is it me?
0: No. no. Uh, here's here's. Oktoberfest celebration. So an like party should be in september First of September-ish. Ish. Go but, on. But, but also, like we're getting so many... I'm okay with it kind of bleeding into August a little bit, just so that they're not all crowded into the same like three weekends, so that I I can't get yeah. to a, as many. So I don't know, <laughs> but the beers, no, like what it's, do you think about this? it's already yeah. Oktoberfest yeah. season, so you have the summer beers,
6: Oktoberfest for like. Three weeks right. and then pumpkin beers and then Christmas <laughs> beers. Yeah, pumpkin's already on the shelf, too. Right, so it's like, oh, I love Oktoberfest and I feel like there's it. like a solid month where you can find them on the shelf and then they're gone. Oh,
4: well, my birthday's Halloween, so I love Oktoberfest oh, beers and pumpkin beers, but I'm when it comes out in July, I'm just like, no, not yet.
2: Not I don't know. like Pumpkin. I, I only like pumpkin in October. Yeah.
0: But Oktoberfest, I feel like, has a much bigger wake. You know like I'm, a total a I'm big going on record
5: window. right now and saying my Oktoberfest is coming out in, I don't know, May? <laughs> I think that should be the right time. May 2020. May 2020. There you go. I would go. totally drink an Oktoberfest. <laughs> <plus laughs> <to back. laughs>
6: I wanted to start a brewery called Season Ales. And just make off-season beer wrong time of year.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And it goes well. That's how Scott wanted to do. At blank slate. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, things change. (laughs) It clearly didn't work. (laughs) One one purchase. I, For sure. I, I will definitely be there. In, <laughs> you know. I'll be there in May to get my Oktoberfest. I'll be there in, <laughs> we'll just in hold March on. to drink my uh, my winter ale. <laughs> we'll just
4: hold over a sixth of Oktoberfest till next May, release it. No, I'm not going to guarantee gonna it's going to taste terrible.
5: Barrel aged Oktoberfest. Oh, that does sound amazing. I'm
4: all about that.
0: Not <laughs> no. I'm all about it. I'll, I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Sean, let's let's talk about nostalgia a little bit. So, you were—I should have pulled up the notes as soon as I sat down, so that I could do this very swift. You were on. Um, it was cold outside. It was Just snowing. January,
6: January, like 12th. The place was right? a disaster. We were renovating it. We uh, we took over the space from Pigskin Brewing Company,
0: and the show posted on the 14th for the record. But you were really close on the date. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I assume we hit the date when we actually recorded it. Perfect.
6: Yeah, I mean. Uh, we have a patio space it was a, a mess just construction junk and we set up in the only spot that was decently <laughs> available and clean uh, we had a good time though well, we had a really great yeah. time we
0: had a lot of people how many people were on that show One, two, three, seven? four, five, six, seven. um uh if you want to go back and listen to it, volume four episode thirty five uh, um, I pulled up the notes while we were talking. I'm not that good.
6: We had a, I had planned a whole Columbus brewery tour for everybody, and we only made it to three stops because of the snow. So it was,
0: the snow and that we yeah. drank more well, yeah, than yeah. we were yeah. supposed to. We got yeah. a, it happens. Yeah. Um, the, the places that we stopped at that we thought were going to be fast, we ended up getting an impromptu tour. And like it just yeah. it ended up being those things. Hold this' going happen. So what was fun for me though is that I had this image in my head of Columbus beer because. The only other time I'd gone up, got up there, and, and drove around, had some beer. I had, I think it was like a like four-month-old or six-month-old, something like that, with me. So our sh- we were sh- running and trying to hit these places quickly before she lost her shit. And the places that I stopped at really weren't that great. Like I was at some some mediocre breweries. I just wasn't happy with anything. And I came home and like that was weird. Like the best place that I went to that trip was. Brewdog and and I I'm not okay with Brewdog being my best experience right. of what Columbus beer is about. So then when I came up in the in the winter with you guys, everything was fantastic. I'm like, oh, there it is! Yeah. Like it, now it makes sense. Now I understand why people like Columbus beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had that uh,
6: that saison um, from Old Sanje River. It yeah. ended up winning, I think, gold in the most recent. The uh, whatever, yeah, the, the, U- the, the US Open, the US Open? Open yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right. So, on. we had it out of the fermenter
0: and we were like, Man, this is delicious. And
6: yeah. well, I mean, you know, it ends up winning a so it's amazing.
0: Uh, so you guys opened shortly after that show, right? Uh, you've been so rolling wait. along since then. Yeah. Talk about some of the things that you have going on and, um, and, and what people can expect in the very near future,
6: yeah. So, we we finally finished the uh, patio area. So we have three 16-foot farmhouse tables, which is pretty solid That's space. Cool. Um, we're trying to revamp our food menu. We, we started out going with nostalgic things like sliders, and, and uh, we went away from it for a bit. Our kitchen people didn't really like making them, and we decided, well, we should still make them. So we're going back to that. Um, so just some changes in the menu. Uh, food's tough, but we're working, working through it. Uh, we hired a general manager, so that's been a awesome experience (laughs) for me. So, uh, yeah. Um, how many taps do you guys have? We have 20 taps, which some of them are guest taps, probably about seven, eight. So I say to any breweries, if you distribute in Columbus, let us know. Uh, I'll just
5: carry my beer out there for you. Yeah. (laughs) So we,
6: um, I, I'm a big fan of Ohio craft beer, and I try to bring on as many Ohio craft right on. breweries as I can. We'll send and beer
5: up, I promise you.
6: Yeah, so the um, we have 12 of our own beers on right now, right and uh, a few in the fermenters coming out. So
0: And definitely kind of stretching across lots of different styles. Yep. You guys yep. are not shy to with the, yep. uh, the milkshakes and the New Englands and things yep. like that. Also, the the more traditional kind of German yeah. side of things, like you, yeah. you you've got both ends of the spectrum. Which
6: it's been it's been interesting to see how the the brewing happens. But Rob, our brewer, he's very scientific. He was an engineer by trade, so he's very scientific with you know the way he brews, and it's shown.
0: You guys, did you just get another brewery there around you guys, or is there somebody else that was opening up or something?
6: So Edison Brewing Company is opening in Gahanna, and then the, the Chicago-based brewery called Forbidden Root is opening in Easton. So that's going to be like a restaurant brewery, uh, but they
0: make... Invasive Species is what we call them.
6: They make awesome <laughs> beers, though, you know, so... <laughs>
0: Which, well, you know, brew dog falls into that category for me too, and it was always a struggle with me. And um, I don't know how much into the platform thing we're gonna dig into, but um, I was just it, gonna say that name actually. When they me. when they came into Cincinnati, it was strange. I I'm still not convinced that they actually make beer At in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Like I think legally they do because they have the brewing license. And that's how they got the liquor license. But um, I don't I think I've ever seen a beer that they said this was brewed here in Cincinnati. So I uh, I don't know. But it was strange when they opened up because it, it, I, I, I write about them, I talk about them because they're definitely now a Cincinnati t- tap room. But it was like this this weird invasive species thing. Like they you're not one of us. <laughs> and no, I agree. E- Even more so now after yeah. they are now Belgian. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody wants to hear more, um, well, you can't hear my thoughts on it because you have to be a Patreon supporter now. But you should support on Patreon because the live episode, the the weekly pines, as I call it, is up on the Patreon page. But um, it's it's a strange thing. It's strange to have that in Cincinnati. You know, I, I, I think I convinced myself that it would never happen here, that we would never have that. But thing. technically it didn't. It was a Cleveland brewery. That's so so, it, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> yeah,
4: they've only been open, they've been open less than a year here in Cincinnati. Yeah, right? No, it's, so, it's like six months
0: I think. Yeah, like it's so, I don't know. I don't really I,
4: consider them a Cincinnati brewery. Even if they do make beer here, I, I just still don't.
0: Um, do you think that a a tap room like Hypothetically, if there is a, uh, a brewery that has a very small taproom slash coffee house in a city, hypothetically the size of Cincinnati, that hypothetically got bought out by a large brewery, do you think that that can survive with how how crazy people are here about beer? Or do you I, think that people just forget that that's... I think for, a, forget that it's platform, B, forget that it's...
4: Since it's called La Coba, I think a lot of people forget that it's actually platform. And two, I think there's enough. I don't want to sound pretentious, but I don't want to sound pretentious, but man, it's more of a amateur drinkers. They, you know, they like the craft beers, but they're not in the seek the seal mentality that we are. So I can see them surviving down there for a long time just because of that. But I. I would like to see their numbers. Uh, you know, within the next six to ten months, see right. what happens if it
0: dips or stays or, the same or, or the opposite. Or you know, up, maybe yeah. now people know about them and they didn't before. Oh, there's, yes. there's a platform in Cincinnati. I, I don't know. Yeah.
6: I, I think the distribution will offset the the numbers lost in the tap rooms. So like, if you saw tap room numbers, it's definitely going to drop. But yeah. they'll have increased distribution. Oh, yeah. Distribution in is going
5: to be but huge. Now that there's national.
0: There's national. no distribution that's happening out of that Cincinnati tap room, though. Like it's this other yeah. weird thing, another part. And so, as a as a big company, are you looking at this? What's this thing over here? We have a tap room there. Why do we have that? Get rid of that. We, 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 you know, like well, it's, it's, it's a
4: coffee slash you know brewery. Uh, I asked to see the. I went there. I visited and. Uh, I asked if I could see the, the production side, and they're like, "No, we're not allowing anybody yeah, back there." I'm i "I like, had that same experience." I'm like,
0: "Okay." <laughs> That's why I said I'm not convinced that they're actually making any beer there. Well, <laughs> apparently, it's all barrel
4: aged, but I did. There was no barrel aged stuff on the menu either. Right.
6: They did that in Columbus for a while until they finally got some equipment in the place. So there were a lot of barrels around the area, and they had it. They had it like blocked
5: off. You could see it. Uh,
0: like in it's this a one, the cardboard proof house sitting there. So if you're from a distance, it looks like You
5: just have barrels, and they're all and full of water, and be done with it.
4: You right? can't see anything uh, in the Cincinnati one. It's, I mean, it's just the the tap room slash, and then that big bar with the coffee and beer.
0: Strange. Strange. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be uncommon though. I think that as beer keeps changing and, and I, not I don't know if I consider that an evolution but changing I think um, you're going to see more places I, I like, like their, that happen I
4: like their concept of opening up tap rooms the breweries make their money in their tap rooms
0: I do and I don't Thank
4: so you. they're it, they're on to something because they did it I mean, it 50 West is doing worked. it uh, Taps yes. is doing
5: it up in Columbus well yeah so you get your marketing out there right so you, you do marketing a couple different ways so it's either through distribution right or flat out just marketing through social media billboards somehow you get that marketing out there or you do it grassroots wise and you put a tap room in different locations and then you create that small little market and it just grows from there so it's so like for us it would be Hamilton if we go to Columbus we go to Toledo or whatever we're starting to create these pockets of loyalty right? right You know, and then you have this production facility that you're able to feed that beer to, and then you have marketing elsewhere.
2: And I, I don't
5: blame like, them a little bit. I
0: don't, but I don't blame it. But like, it, it, at the same time, when does this like become something different than having a brewery? When are you just opening like? Bars, well, like it's it's. I agree. With you. It, not that that's a problem, but like it's become so different. Like I, I even see it with like you know, places like Cappy's, and now they have food that's just always there. And it's like, when do you stop being a, a bottle shop? When do you stop being a, a beer store? When do you start becoming a bar or a restaurant? Like when does it just become like every business is the same thing, or you're you're the the thing with uh, uh, you know manufacturing and you know on site consumption and food that specializes in food and then this one specializes in the manufacturing side this one specializes like it, it comes this everything becomes the same idea uh, just with different focuses and like i i
5: don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know i i think that's maybe a topic for another <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> another episode <laughs> uh,
6: but i think i a think one of there. the things with like Bad Tom Smith in Cleveland, people probably don't even know that Bad Tom Smith exists in Cincinnati, right? right? Yeah. So you have this separation of four hours, but yet people don't even know.
5: And I don't know I, that totally it would. Forgot they were up there. I don't yeah.
0: even know if it would bother me as much if, like, if if Bad Tom or Tafts or whoever it is goes to a new city, opens up a new tap room, and calls it something else, make it a whole different concept and a whole different idea. Like that almost feels more genuine to me than. Columbus Tafts, not to, not to call it Tafts, but I think that they, I don't think they get mad about it. Like it just, I, I, it doesn't feel genuine. The, the, you know, genuine, uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel right to me. It feels like you're, I don't know, it's it's not it's not what a
5: Taft is supposed. I just to just think things are changing. I mean, the 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 scene is just it's morphing, it's evolving, it's. I don't know what's going to happen in the next three years, five years, ten right. years. I, I think it's exciting, but it's also scary. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe there is that boom coming up or that bubble, or or is it just going to keep growing like it is and having just tap rooms all over the place? I don't know. I, I've said before, back on other episodes, that there's going to be a brewery on every little neighborhood area, and as long as you're able to sustain your little neighborhood Growth and area, I think you're going to be fine. I think if you get over your, as we like to say it, over our ski tips, that's the reason we do things slow. Maybe going to a different place and just promoting your brewery somewhere else may not be a bad idea, but I don't, I don't know about doing it all the time and just like popping bars everywhere. I don't know. I I I uh, I'm either. so torn.
0: I am too. Like it's it's. Strange and like I, like I I don't I don't know that I can say that I don't want Taz to be in Columbus or Bad Tom to be in Cleveland. Like that's cool that there is some kind of Cincinnati thing there, but at the same time like I don't I don't necessarily like I don't want nostalgia. I mean I actually I, I would be kind of cool to have nostalgia too down here, but but like at the same Not time happening. I, <laughs> at the same time like I don't think it should. Like I think that the that. Uh, the, what makes a craft brewery fun is that it is part of this this little pocket of a community, and it becomes part of that. Like that's,
6: I I think what you're getting at is like breweries that are within like if you guys opened up another Cincinnati location, but it was on the other side of Cincinnati, that makes sense. You're still within Cincinnati, but right. like somewhere like southern tier, opening up Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and I'm sure they'll be in Columbus or or Cincinnati at some point. aren't they
0: they already in cleveland they're in cleveland cleveland and pittsburgh so
6: it's like they're 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 traveling this way you know and i think when you see that it's the outsiders coming in but if you see you know several tap rooms like north high i think is opening up a marion location which is an untapped resource for columbus beer it's further north and no no one's there so
0: there was a brewery of burned down
6: right right rest in peace (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's it's strange beer is beer is hard to uh, understand anymore and, uh, it just gets, gets more and more confusing every time something happens um, shifting gears completely uh, what are you guys excited about lately in beer like there's lots of weird scary stuff going on but What's, what's exciting
2: October first press season <laughs>
0: <laughs> which right, which starts in 9, nine months not,
2: really march uh, march with it, the barrel age you,
5: know, if you are uh, just joining us you, well, you well, know what i do second event in two years, I'm. It's bigger and bigger I'm and not bigger. sure yet right now.
4: Honestly. I think it's exciting just how much on, we're man. growing we're at, in Cincinnati. Breweries. I mean, there's probably three or four Did on the cusp of opening uh, right now. So I mean, it's just exciting. It just. I feel, feel like it. it is it going to slow down? Too. No, it's not. Shout out to the so that's a. I like it. I love going and checking out all the new breweries. I went to all of them last year. And uh, now it's almost like you can't keep up. It's hard. Right? Uh, it's it's that's really open. hard. Like
0: I, we have like these weird tears in my house. Like we have to get to this one x amount of months, and we have to get to this one at least once a year and we have to get to like this weird like scale of trying to get to them all in like a reasonable amount of time and
4: as exciting as it is having all these new ones opening it's it's also a detriment to the the local industry as well i mean i don't know if we want to get but with queen city closing down i mean that's a shame i met jason i've been there twice i know it's only twice but he made good beer yeah. and it just in the US, so it's unfortunate the mill, you know that it's a air room, you know okay. damn you know. Well, blank time. slate you, you know like it's
0: do you think as much as it hurts some of that stuff, do you think it also helps it in some other ways, though, too? Like, as a drinker, if you've got, you know, 60 breweries in Cincinnati that at some point you're just like, okay, 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 I give up. I'm just going to my local spot. And you kind of double down on that.
5: The rules of statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you're only going to be able to go to your local, local area that you find that you feel comfortable there, right? Yeah. So, I hey, mean, mm-hmm. you're able to take care of, as a brewery, take care of those those individuals that come in like neighborhood peeps. But you're going to be okay. And, and they
2: had
4: their regulars. I get that. But I feel oh, guilty boys, only uh, being there twice yeah. in the three years that they were. I, I feel
0: bad. They were a once a quarter place for me. And that but now I look at it and I'm like, that makes me feel bad. They were close to work. I could have stopped more, but
6: yeah.
0: I bought a tap handle from them, so that,
2: that was, was pretty awesome cool. Awesome tap nice. handle.
4: Yeah. <laughs> their tap handle and their flight boards were awesome. Yeah, their flight boards. Board. Queen City,
5: uh, Skyline. I just don't have time to go to other breweries. It's, I, That's it, tough too. Yeah. I can probably go, I go to Paradise because it's close to my house. Uh, I occasionally go to Mount Carmel, Mad Tree. I'm there off and on, but I love to support other breweries, but I just don't have time, personally. I just burn, burn, I'm, I burn the candle at both ends all the time. So
6: I've <laughs> been to a brewery a lot, but not a lot of
5: breweries. <laughs> right. There you go.
0: has spent yeah. a lot of time in a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, um, it. it's always fun to have one of these impromptu, uh, <laughs> patchy shows where we get people from here, people from here, people from here. We had uh, Josh and Megan from Rolling Mill on earlier, and he is, it's it's always fun to kind of get these little 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 spotlights on what's going on. So thank you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that. Sometime in the very near future, we'll be out at Municipal we'll do something, and uh, sometime I need to get up, back up to yeah. Columbus and uh, sit down. And, and I'll and make my way this. down. Uh, yeah, and sure. you guys can force gonna some gonna beer I'm going to tell you up. right now, I'm going to make my way up
5: to Columbus ASAP. We'll there
6: go. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Take me up on that
0: offer.
4: You can come up when we release our Octoberfest <laughs> <know>. in November. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Thank you, guys. We'll be back with somebody. Thank you. Somebody. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> If it sounds a little bit like the show is pieced together, that's because it is. So um, this show is being recorded the weekend before I go out of town. Uh, So I'm going to spend a week down in Gatlinburg. So there will probably be another show that is me in Gatlinburg talking about something beer related. I'm not really sure right now, but uh, we will do something. Tony, sit down and help me make a show. <laughs>
7: I got a few minutes. You're
0: fine. You're fine.
7: I already told my wife I was coming home.
0: <laughs>
7: uh, we are going to need a beer, though.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? Tony from Dogberry. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. I feel like I'm saying this a lot to people today, but we need to get a show scheduled out there, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, it's been like... When did you guys start canning? Because it was right about that time. About that, a year and a, and a, a half ago. So, that's not possible. That was the last <laughs> time I was out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably harder to pull up than it is just to assume that that was... Yeah, so, it, it, that, that's correct. Um, yeah. You guys have been chugging along in this... Uh, Strange middle ground of yes, we distribute cans, but not not fully. Right, we it's uh, this, this weird <laughs> thing that's happening in beer lately.
7: We do um, we do what we can as far as uh, distribution, as far as packaged beer. Uh, we are very picky with where we put our beer. Uh, beyond that, it is uh, one of these things where. We, we just can't make enough to cover what what the expectations are. So, and I I, I don't feel like maybe I'm, I'm jumping ahead of a question that you're gonna no, ask. No, it's
0: it's this like everybody says we'll just expand more, get bigger, just and, make like, more. It's, yeah, it's, and yeah. It, it's this weird like uh, this game that you have to play with with not just with with the beer but with yourself too, of figuring out where that size is that you go for a lot of different reasons you know there's a lot of places that dump a whole bunch of other people's money into things and yeah and i, I do
7: i don't have any of uh, other people's money
0: so. <laughs> would <What, but, laughs> you want it like if like you know it, it, is that the type of
4: is that the type of
0: place that you also want to be,
3: or I,
0: I don't want to be
3: um, a guy that's a slave
7: to uh, corporate America. I think that's been pretty clear since the day we started. Um, beyond that, yeah, I, I really don't. I don't want to work for anybody else ever that that's kind of where i've been um i do feel like sometimes we get we get maybe overlooked or forgotten um as far in the brewery scene and i'm not going to spend a lot of money on marketing i'm not going to say hey look at me in any way whatsoever but i will say if you walk through this place tonight you try our beers and try everybody else's (laughs) beers you're going to have something just as good right. or better right. than anybody else. I mean, we. when you come to the tap room, you're going to have a great experience. You're going to have a great time. Uh, you're more importantly going to have great
2: beers.
0: I was talking to the old man who's wandering around here somewhere. I know the old man. He, yeah. <laughs> he was talking to me. He's like, the old lady. That's my mother. That's yeah. what he calls her. The old lady. She, she'll, she'll never take me to Dogberry. He's like, we're over there all the time. And she'll never stop. She'll never take me there. He's like, and then she goes out of town and I can go. She's out of town and I can go. He's like, but then I just want to sit out in my backyard and have a cigar. I said, "Oh, Chuck! Now you can do it on the patio the point here. Absolutely. You can now show up with your, you can bring your little ashtray and your cigar and go sit. Absolutely,
7: <laughs> I think there's a couple of stainless steel buckets out there, and you can dump your ashes into. <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, let's go Wednesday. But when the old man comes over, make sure I get a notice so I can
0: come have a cigar with him. Yeah. Well, let's see, he was already go this weekend. I said, Chuck, I can't go this week. I'm in Gatlinburg. Is it oh, That's right. Next weekend. Next weekend. We're- <laughs> let's go. You don't have to be there. Oh, he, he can oh, go on." There. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not missing out on a cigar on the dogberry patty, which I have um, not gotten to and do And
7: we're about a week, week or so away from uh, the Oktoberfest beer. Olsen oh, yes. Coming out, which is um, going to come out on time. <laughs> we,
0: we just finished up having that conversation
2: yeah, with Sean. I, I have no idea what does Sean
0: have to say about it. <laughs> He's on that same boat. And it it's not Oktoberfest season. Yeah. I, mean, I say, screw <laughs> you guys. I want Oktoberfest year round.
7: <laughs> Negative. I love it. So we call it Bach. And then we'll do a, uh, well, no, I don't do a dunkle. So we'll do Bach. We'll do Flogger pretty much year-round when we, when we can afford the space. Pretty
2: much.
0: That's, that was the uh, I got to give
7: a big shout-out to Ted right there who just brought me a beer. And uh, he's the guy that flew, flew me in his biplane and allowed us to deliver some beer and some high style today <laughs> to have some hangar. We uh, Yes, Dogberry does have a corporate aviation division, and we did okay today.
0: I would have been more impressed if you slapped a big Dogberry logo on the side of the plane just hey, for the delivery. Hey, door. shit costs money, man. <laughs> big banner hanging off the back. Yeah. Um, If anybody hasn't been... I still talk to people on a pretty regular basis that have still not been out to the quote-unquote new tap room, which isn't really the good... It's about two and a half years old now. (laughs) Where the hell
7: y'all been? (laughs) um,
0: uh, If you have not been there, for the love of God, especially now with the the patio, it, it is... There, there really are not a lot of tap rooms that have nailed in all of the right places that you guys are hitting right there. It's
7: yeah, oh, thanks. I mean, it's it's something that we try to do on a subtle basis. Of course, I mean, you've known me and us from the beginning, and this is how this is how we work. Yeah, um, it's we we don't do anything over the top. Uh, we make really good beer. We give you a really quality experience. And we're building it from the ground up, and, and the phrase that we've used from from the start is organic growth. So that when we've had the opportunity to put a patio out front, then we finally did it. But um, we're not uh, we're not mortgaging our futures uh, based on beer drinkers' uh, preference at the moment. You know, we we want to we really want to build a true. Space and folks that appreciate a quality product and an incredibly cool atmosphere to come hang out
0: from day one you guys understood who you are as a brewery and what you want to do and what you want to provide for people and you're, you're very comfortable with that Yeah. and that's been the core of everything you do and everything kind of comes off of that idea and there's a lot of breweries that that don't have that, that yeah. core of who I mean, they are we, still. we
7: make it look nice and easy but man it's a hell of a sometimes lot of work sometimes
0: you don't make it look easy <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of work
7: and if I didn't have these sunglasses on right now I would look
0: like I'm a beat up old man even with them, you look a little beat up. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Screw you, too, Andrew. <laughs> well, no, I'm no. Mr. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have a first. Name, <laughs> it's it's so not the first. It's been a few Well, thank you very much. Hey, um, I'll let pleasure. you get back to uh, to your working. And yeah, then, uh, well, I'm gonna back home.
7: Uh, go say hi to some people, and then I'm gonna go see my kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, again, if you guys haven't been out to Dogberry, get out to Dogberry. It's it's pretty freaking incredible. Yeah, it's, please do. Um, minutes away from Topgolf and all of that Union Center stuff so that gives you an idea of where they're at a
7: minute and a half from Topgolf if you're driving um right off of 275 um right right smack in the middle of everything in in our neighborhood and we really do try to be a part of the neighborhood so uh Come by and see us. You'll um, you'll be comfortable when you get there, and you'll be surprised by the quality of beer. Extremely and underrated
0: man. lager game happening at Dogberry. Extremely I'm, underrated.
7: I've never been accused of making a bad lager, <laughs> and I'm making it a lot
0: more. Well, thank you very much. Right, thanks, Noah. We'll be back with somebody. <laughs> Dell, welcome to Scentsy Brewcast. Welcome back to Scentsy Brewcast. What's up, it's Del? Been, it's been a little while, but not too long. When was that last episode? It
8: was... Let's say six weeks ago, seven weeks. Sounds good to me. That's actually probably really close. It was pretty, yeah. yeah I, pretty didn't, I didn't get you at Punch Out. So no. uh, I was like, I pretty much blinked and Punch, <laughs> and punch Out was over. Um, I was talking to Andy Foltz and he, he said that at
0: some point, um, it, it was after the event or something, he saw you and he said, oh, I didn't see you. And he's like, yeah, you did. You waved at me.
8: Yeah. And to, <laughs> to be honest... That happened about four or five different times where people were like, no, Dale, you absolutely waved to me. You saw me in line and waved to me. And I was like, I was waving at a a line. There was probably probably like seven or eight people in that line. And I was just like, I just kept picking out faces and seeing people. I was like, oh, hey, 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 how are you? So... This
0: is a, another great example. You talk about Punch-Out, and Punch-Out yeah. is an amazing beer event. Um, Danger Real happened recently, another amazing kind of beer-centric event. This has become like one of those events that I think is just brilliantly done, uh, a little more organized this year, which was nice, but just t- t- absolutely like g- how people come up with ideas like this. Is, it fascinates me. It's like, you know
8: what? Why don't we do a beer festival at an airport? and have shit going on right. let's <laughs> have people so it out of airplanes so this is my first year I, I missed last year uh, I, I was somewhere you know, around the country doing something right. fun uh, with beer and I missed this one and when I saw the recap and I saw the, the videos and the pictures I was like wow what a really cool unique event and uh, and so this year when, when it came up again like hey do you guys want to be involved with Hops in the Hangar I said absolutely like and then of course it's one of those weekends where everything in the <laughs> world's going on. <laughs> so like you know we're we're one of the big sponsors at Bellwether, right. where a music festival's going on. Uh, Jungle's decided to do their backyard right, bash thanks. today. Uh, you know there's things all over town. Madeira, there's things in uh, Monroe. So it's it's one of those things. It's, but uh, but I'm here now. I, I, I had a, I had someone fill in for me for a couple hours, and I'm here now. And uh, yeah, I'm super impressed. Like, lots of things going on. It seems really well organized um, and great beer. So one thing that
0: I heard is different this year that I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but after dark, like at the end of the event, there's another, like, uh, parachuting thing with these skydivers that have some kind of pyrotechnics while they're skydiving. Um, and this is going down a whole rabbit hole. So a couple weeks ago, or a week or two, I don't know how long ago it was, there was this whole like a uh, flood of people reporting UFOs in the area. And it was really exciting for a little bit because people saw these lights and there were pictures and stuff. And the official response was, it was skydivers with pyrotechnics. And I thought, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's that Surely they were aliens. That's a government cover-up. Why would there be skydivers with pyrotechnics? And now I... have here that this is happening and i'm like, oh yeah. it really was
8: Dude, in, in in my uh in my you know in my history and, and travels i i lived in uh, middletown for two years did you so really i did i lived here in middletown and uh, i used to walk over here in this park uh you know two or three nights a week and just watch the skydivers love, it was so cool just to so watch much. it all the time you know and then when you talk to people especially in southwestern ohio when you talk to them about like oh i went skydiving nine times out of ten they they, they did it here yeah uh,
0: talk about 50 West a little bit what's going on with you guys obviously you're in the middle of opening another brew pub out in Chili coffee yeah
8: so uh, th- that's going fine um, it's, it's you know I don't think we're gonna get it done by, by Christmas like like we hoped but it, it should probably be January um, you know actually on our brewing campus as well we've now moved into a lot of people knew Pizzelli's pizza right so Bazelli's pizza is now uh, gone. Um, we owned that building and leased it right. to them So we decided to do a different concept An in-house 50 West concept in that building So that's going to be some event space for us um, It's going to be a little uh, barrel cellar uh, And then we're going to have We're going to take our roadside grill Which is now next mm. to volleyball right. We're going to take and move that into that Kind of like a, a concept with uh, you know 12 to 14 different burgers uh, Shakes and malts And then uh, obviously 50 West canned beer um, next to that we're gonna put uh, a new beer garden in and awesome. have some uh, uh, you know some Adirondack uh, chairs and fire pits some old-school German long uh, sharing beer tables beer garden tables uh, the bike path is going to actually go right through the middle of that beer garden <laughs> That's with awesome. uh, an entrance and an exit uh, kind of uh, you know, signage for Fifty West and and preliminary. Now this is Bobby's plan, and I, I haven't seen I haven't seen an invoice for this yet, <laughs> but supposedly we're buying a new VW bus, and we're gonna put it on the roof <laughs> oh, that's of awesome. the new Fifty West roadside grill with some really cool signage, and that's gonna tie in also with the new. Um, so where that bike path comes through the middle of our beer garden, we're actually gonna have a uh, a legit uh, walk uh, crosswalk. That's going to go across there. It's going to be able to, you know, push the button. It's going to flash, right. be safe for people to cross one of the, you know, major U.S. Uh, highways, right. U.S. 50, and it also it'll allow the, you know, like people to experience our campus a little better because they'll be able to walk conveniently back and forth instead of doing an adult version of Frogger, Frogger which, which is I've what we do now, right? Uh, so we got big things, and I, I think the restaurant side is going to be open in the next two months. Uh, the beer garden should be done by spring, so in the official. The official
0: title of all this now is just Fifty West Campus. I still like Fifty Westville. Yeah, we're saying Fifty West, Fifty West Brewing Campus. So it's there's a lot going on there. There is. It's again, it's it's cool to see how you guys find a way. As soon as we think, all right, there's nothing else you can do here. This is this is turned into this thing, and it's 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 done. And then you find a new way to kind of change things around, to stretch things, and squish some other, figure it out another way to to make it all Dude, and I, you
8: know what and I think that 2020 is just going to be as big of a year for us
0: I I am afraid that the crosswalk means my idea of a human catapult is not going to happen though
8: <laughs> maybe more of a trebuchet <laughs> that sounds way
0: more violent <laughs> oh it is uh, well thank you very much Yeah, man. I appreciate you sitting down with me we Absolutely. need to get back out and do a full show with you guys always and, a pleasure uh, and Maybe even from a new beer garden, because I know, right? I'm all about that. Break it in, I baby. It. I love it. Let's Especially break it in. this time of year, this weather, I just want to sit outside and drink beer all the time. It's so soon, perfect.
8: As soon as the sun goes down, this is the most pleasant time of the year in, in Ohio. Well, and, you know, we, we only get two or three months of this in, in the course of the whole year. Yeah. Right? So it's like we get a little bit of it at the uh, you know late summer, early, early fall. We get a little of that at late spring early summer and that's it you know so yeah enjoy every minute of it
0: um hats off by the way on this year's ocean city goza thank you that beer is fantastic it's it's a perfect strawberry summer beer so if anybody hasn't had that yet get it before it's gone because i imagine it's getting close to being gone
8: based on production based on uh some issues we had with our can supplier and things like that we kind of had to mix up our um our seasonal offerings this year so instead of uh, doing a traditional four variant uh, seasonal uh, rotation. We're only going to get in three this year. So, what we decided to do since we did launch Ocean City Goes a little later in the year is we're going to run a little longer with it. Oh, so, great. we're going to go ahead and, and keep that and we're going to keep it to October. Okay. Uh, so, uh, at the end of October, we'll roll in our, our next seasonal. What's the next
0: one? Is it Trees, trees of Tahoe?
8: Tahoe? Yeah, so Trees Perfect. of Tahoe in cans uh, in November uh, and on the shelves. Perfect. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, No See ya.
2: But you want to win a
0: flight. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if this sounded like a chaotic show, it's because it's a chaotic show. It's patchwork is what I like to call it. It's pieced together, little pieces of lots of different things, trying to turn this into something big for you to enjoy. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week talking about beer. Uh, I can't guarantee it'll be all Cincinnati beer because I'm out of town. I'm in uh, Gatlinburg, so I'll probably talk about whatever kind of beer i can find down there and we'll probably drink some moonshine and looking at a bear or something like that whatever whatever you do in gatlinburg i'm not really sure um thank you for supporting the show if you want to support it more or differently you can go to patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome and toss us a couple bucks and it makes things so much easier and so much uh, uh happier for my wife so um thank you to everybody who already does that and for anybody who wants to thank you too um share the show, sinceybrewcast.com, thenarly and uh, drinking with an ohm.